to another episode of Between Us and Y'all. I'm Yasmin. I'm Nafis. And this is Between Us and Y'all, a podcast created for mothers and their young adult sons to have healthy conversations. We also welcome young adults of any type to come. So we have some young ladies that join us as well. But we want to thank you again for joining us today. We have some guests that we're going to introduce shortly. But before we do, we like to make sure that we advertise for a local business. Today, our guest is actually going to be sharing the local business. And if you can share what that business is. Okay. Hi, my name is Keetra Bates, and I'm the founder of Marty Share Kitchen and Marketplace. Marty's is a licensed uh, shared kitchen facility, and it helps cooks from our community reach an audience beyond just us. Ha! <laughs> just between us, yes. I love that. Um, but it, it just creates a, a broader network so that people can discover what we already know is delicious and, and wonderful and culturally relevant to us. So we definitely invite your guests to find us and find out about us and our vendors at martys.com, which is M-A-R-D-D-Y-S. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, and so I know you offered a little information about yourself, young man. Can you tell us who you are and a little bit about yourself? All right, my name is Baran, and I'm 15, junior at the life school. Uh, the life school is a self-directed, self-directed small high school. Uh, actually, doubles through the years. Yes, it's been proven. Definitely growing. And uh, yeah. Cool. All right. Anything else you want to share, um, teacher, about yourself before we go into our episode? I'm really happy that you invited us because a lot of times I'm constantly talking about my business, but like this is the part of my life that really inspires me. So, you know, just thank you. Cool. All right. And I want to thank you both for being here as well. I think we've known you for what, maybe five, six, maybe seven? Maybe more. Yeah, it's been a minute. About seven years. Yeah, because I know Veron was real small when I met him before. And yeah. the, the other little people weren't even here yet when I first met you. No. <laughs> yep. So I want to thank you both for being here. Um, yeah, I think we have two more since. Yep. I remember. And I want to make sure our, li- our listeners that were um, listening, when she introduced herself, she talked about owning a shared kitchen. For our listeners that know me, they know that I'm a baker and I've um, been baking for years. And one of the things that I really appreciate about what Keetra did was she offered an option for people who are trying to, you know, sell our, our products to the community but had this hurdle, which is basically. So anyone facing that hurdle can go out and use Marty's Kitchen um, and not have that hurdle anymore. So we want to thank you for offering that. Okay, so today... And your food is delicious. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And so today we're going to be talking about the topic of navigating and utilizing resources. We're going to focus specifically on understanding city resources, how they work, and understanding the skills within your network. We had another episode where we talked about identifying what your network is, and so this one is going Mm -hmm. to be a little bit different where we're understanding how to utilize the skills within your network. And so um, I'm grateful to have Petra and her family here to talk about this topic because if anyone knows her, she's always connecting people and making sure that they are a part of a network and 
she'll ask you, okay, what do you do? And then, oh, I know a person who does that, you know? And so Petra is a big person for networking. So that's one of the things that, a reason why I wanted this family, you know, to share their insight on that. And like I said, on any episode, I think moms can talk about any topic, really. So it doesn't really matter what topic I would have yes. Petra, because we have to raise our children and share different types, topics with them all the time, you know? So I just wanted to make sure I put that in there. Okay. All right. So we start with a standard question for all of our guests. Whenever we have guests on, we start with a, a standard question about a family motto. And so our family motto is to work hard, pray hard, love hard, and play hard. That's what we try to do with everything that we do and every aspect of our lives. Do you all have a family motto? And if so, what is it? So when we're going over, you know, what will we talk about? So do we have a family motto? And it's kind of one of those things where you, you know what your grandmother said and she's like, that's grandma saying, something that's constantly being said here is whose job is it? Like, whose job is it? And sometimes it's kind of sarcastic. You can't hide that. <laughs> but sometimes it's also, it, it's a question so that they can ask themselves, like, today. We had them folding up clothes and everything didn't leave. But I'm like, I want you to take I want you to take all these clothes and all these bags and fold them up because for what people don't know is we are a family of seven. Wow. That's a lot of laundry, you know, if you were imagining. <laughs> it's a lot of laundry. And so everyone in our house has a job or, you know, we definitely are about collaboration very much in this house. So we try to um, make sure that most of their jobs are, you know, interlinked with someone else in this house. And so when I say whose job is it, it's not to say, is that your job? But it's more like, if you don't do it, then you're leaving the job for someone else to have to do. Mm. Okay. I like that model, and we can definitely- I don't know if he likes that model. Is it good for you? Yeah, what do you it think? Works, it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's important to check in, because sometimes we might have a model, and some people in the house are not necessarily feeling it. So I'm glad that you checked in with them. Yeah. Yeah, we can relate to Yeah, the, sometimes we ask, how are we doing as parents? You know, like... Yeah, that's the whole thing that's important about this podcast is sometimes we might not even know that, you know, our children are having an issue with something we have going on or, you know, we might have an issue with something they have going on right. or how to talk about it. So that's one right. reason why this podcast exists. And we wanted to make sure we um, show some, some prayers and support for you for that laundry because... Laundry is a week for all of us, you know? Yes, yes. There's two people in our house and laundry is a constant thing. So I can't imagine seven people. So yeah. We're praying for you. <laughs> all right, so we're talking about city resources. Have you all begun a, a discussion about city resources in your family? And if so, what does that conversation look like? So that's, this is, this has been like homework. Like, do we use city resources? But yes, we do in terms of them. And what really pertains to him is the dual enrollment option that the city offers. And that's something we wanted to absolutely share with your listeners if they have high school age students or anyone that's going, you know, that hasn't quite made it through high school. He's going to college for as long as he's in high school. That's, that's... <laughs> 
That is so cool. Look, she's excited about it. Yay, Veron. <laughs> I think the rules are you have to be a junior, but you know, there are some great requirements. You do have to get your school to submit your um, transcript. So there are things you research. What, what is it called? Is it Georgia? Georgia, what, you mean like the school? No, I know your school, Brian. Okay. <laughs> no, the name of the, the website where you go to find, it's Georgia something, just look Google, Google's our friend. Google and you'll find, you know, dual enrollment for high school students in Georgia. And it's absolutely, for for anyone that's gonna invest in a college education, it's absolutely worth considering for your student to give them a taste of college now and have the state pay for it. And I mean, really you pay for it? So go ahead and get it for free because literally you could knock out two years of college and be a junior by the time you're you know technically going to college where you have to pay so it absolutely reduces the burden the financial burden if you don't have a scholarship if you don't want to take out you know the most horrendous school um, the loans nobody wants their child to have that not moving forward not now yeah. we don't want so we're not promoting that kind of day. Okay. Okay. Veronica, do you want to add anything to that? Are you good with your mom's answer? Oh, well, I looked up just just to see, because I was a little curious, right? Just to see how much we'd be saving if I like actually just gone to college straight from high school without doing a moment. And from what I've seen, like a semester at the school I'm going to, uh, it's 1,183, multiply that by two. And like, that's how much money. You're saving a year. Mm -hmm. you're, yes, you're saving a year because you're gonna pay for that. So he's, <laughs> he's gonna go to Atlanta Metro. Mm -hmm. Yes, he's gonna go to Atlanta Metro and take the core, your basic classes that you could take anywhere English 101, if you're going to be a gamer, you know, if you were going to design video games, which is something he's very interested in, who cares where you took English 101? Right. Your mother does. Your mother cares because your mother wants it for free. <laughs> that's how, that's who cares. So it's in that respect, it's awesome. And I'm really glad that you know, he's aware of the numbers and the math because when you start thinking about being independent, now it's something you can work with. Okay, I'm saving $2,000 that I could buy a car before there are no more cars that people can drive because they're all flying cars. But that's another topic. That's another topic. <laughs> we totally support flying cars. And if you design it, I'll, I'll drive it, Veronica. <laughs> Were you done or with that, Veron, or did you have something else you wanted to add? Oh, yes. Okay. All right, go ahead, Nafi. Uh, with our next question, uh, how in family discussions regarding city resources may come up as it relates to bills and, and a household utility usage? What city resources are, com are a common discussion topic in your family, and why are they important? 
Yeah, I know we talked about dual enrollment, but as far as city resources as it relates mm-hmm. to bill, bills and household utilities, you know, are there any specifics mm-hmm. you all discuss like solid waste or trash or anything like that? Do you want to take that one? Since you're the one who deals with the, deals with our trash and solid waste. Um trash uh that's usually split between me and my younger brother and you know it's usually not that big a deal so far like but why yes why is trash not a big deal at this house because do we have more trash or more what recycling more recycling is happening at our house we we really don't have that much trash we really have you know like way we need two or three bins for the recycling um here I know part of your question was asking about dealing with the bills. Um, We've definitely had times where he's sat down, especially now that everybody's home, we've had time to sit down. I encourage everyone to do this. Give your children your bills. This is not something to hide from them. You absolutely, you know, they need the life skill. Give them the bills and give them a a way to pay it. If you pay it, you know, you mail it off, your child needs to learn how to write that check. If you use your card, your child needs to know how to do that now. Now, not when they leave, not when they get roommates, you need to know how to do it now. And what I'm hoping, I don't know, but we'll see when he has to pay his own bills, what he thinks, that it'll make our children more aware of the resources that we utilize and they're less inclined to you know, just leave lights on or just leave water running because they can see the differences, you know, from month to month. That's my hope. Oh, I really like that. How does that feel for you, Veron? Do you feel um, empowered when you're looking at the bill or does it feel a little bit like stressful or do you are you nervous when you're given the responsibility to have to pay the bill? Uh, it definitely makes me a lot more aware. Uh, you know, like usually, uh, I guess before they showed me like the bills and all that, I really wasn't thinking about like the lights, the water, or any of that stuff. But um, after that, I've been a lot more. Uh, I've been managing, I guess, a lot more of the energy consumption that I use and. Did you hear this? I like that. You have buzzwords? He's been managing his energy consumption? You have a publicist? What is this? Do I need to hire him? I like that. That's good, though. I mean, that's a testament to your parenting, you know, because he's paying attention and he knows what he should be doing. So I appreciate that. You know, and for our listeners, our young men, you should know that there are some young men who are managing their energy consumption, you know. And it yes. Is. So thanks to Baran for pointing that out. And I wanted to um, touch on another conversation we have with another, um, on another episode about navigating into adulthood, you know, and the idea of understanding bills. It relates to what you were just talking about now and how Nafisa and I have approached this topic. And it was interesting because we approached it when it came to... Um, the city exploiting certain neighborhoods when it came to mm-hmm. bills 
and how we noticed that, you know, in our neighborhood, we might have more electricity than another neighborhood did. And we weren't really using our electricity, you know? And so we started to notice that there was a difference, you know, in different areas on how the city was charged, mm -hmm. you know, for the electricity or we noticed that the trash pickup wasn't as fast as it would be in, you know, a certain part of Atlanta. Trash would sit out on the street for a couple mm. of days. You know? Right. So with that, it helped me to be able to start conversations with Nafis to be able to say, when you see that, what do you do as a resident in the city? Mm -hmm. Are you call, are you contacting your city and who do you contact? You know? Right. Call it waste department to make a complaint about the fact that your trash hasn't been picked up, you know, but mm -hmm. oftentimes a lot of our young men and people in general, adults, don't know who to contact if they've never thought of Right. So they're just left with frustration and sitting there mm -hmm. and trash in their, their yard, you know, so. It's, it's leading by example. Yeah, exactly. I like your example, though, with the paying the bills thing, because I never really even thought about letting him go through the process of taking my card and paying the bill, you know, because pretty much everything I pay is online right now and I just mm -hmm. click and pay but he can do the clicking and paying too. <laughs> so I think I think a lot of times our community in particular we don't have the the greatest relationship with money mm. you know we are not necessarily honest with our with ourselves or our children about money and you know, trying to explain your bills to your children, it, it's, it's a moment where you have to like be honest. Yeah. And if you don't have the money, you know, what, what do you say? Or are you gonna, you know, like borrow it from here, borrow it from there. And then, and I'm not saying to take your six year old and start weighing them down with the pressure of like, I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm definitely saying that if you have a teenager, teenagers want all kinds of things. They want so many things. And, and they have to have the exposure, which I feel like is what you're talking about. Like they need the opportunity to say, all right, well, right now, this is how much money is coming into this house. These are the resources that we have what, how can we generate resources in another way? I'm asking for this thing. Is it really a priority? And these conversations don't happen if you're just taking, you know, like, what's on your list? <laughs> what's on your list of what you want? Because yeah. after you parents, who's going to ask them what's on the list? Yeah. No one. No, no one. You know, we, and I don't want to go long on this, but I feel like this is the touchdown. I'm not going to include some parts. I'm just going to tell you now. <laughs> we had a, a point in our relationship a few years ago, probably, was it three years ago, four years ago? I was, I was really hurt. I was really hurt because I was like, do you know, how do you know if someone loves you? And this helped me understand his love language, which I you know I, I got to juggle a lot of people's languages. I'm like, oh, so right. But with him, I'm like, how do you know? And I was shocked at his response because he he brought up someone else. Number one, I'm like, oh, but me, pick me. I love you. And he was like, I know that my grandmother loved me because she buys me stuff. 
<laughs> as a parent, as a mother of a son, as your firstborn, like, I'm just waiting on you, Yasmin, yeah, to cut your eyes at, at the feast and just be like, if you ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hold my know. hands like this is I recall the story. <laughs> Yeah, I totally agree. Yes, because I was, I was so, like, I cannot believe that my son that I, you know, made a solar cooker with <laughs> to prove to, to you that if you saw it on Curious George, he's like, I want to make a solar cooker. And somebody else is like, you can't believe everything you see on TV. And I'm like, no, you want to make a solar cooker? Run it. We're going to do that. Anything. I'm like, do anything. <laughs> I introduced you to gaming, but that's another story. It wasn't. It was me. It was me. Are you kidding me? It was me. <laughs> oh, please. We might have to go to the black screen so we can get his memory back. <laughs> but no, seriously, the, the idea of what happens in your house being, you know, continued outside of your house when your children mature and, and leave you, you know, I'm like, do not set them up for disappointment. And if you set it up at home where all they are are the receivers, they're they're the ones who come up with the list and they have expectations and people giving them stuff. I'm like, as you get older, you're gonna have to earn that attention. You're gonna have to earn, you know, the reason why people want to make you happy. And I'm like, I don't know what you're gonna do, but you know, when you start talking about you want apartments and cars and whatever else you might possibly like, I'm not paying for that. <laughs> Who's going to pay for that? Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up um, because we were having a conversation about, um, the, again, this navigating into adulthood thing. And I always try to tell my piece, you know, the time that he has now to receive and to have someone paying your bills mm -hmm. should be looked at as practice, you know, because one day, you will have to figure out how to do those things on your own, you know? So understanding how it works while you're getting the practice in is very important mm -hmm. because one day there won't be magical money, you know, that keeps the lights on. No. Things like that, so. If you have roommates, there's not gonna be, you know, that roommate that's gonna wanna, you know, clean up the toast that you, you know, the crumbs, like that's often. No. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants it, so no. There you go. He's getting a little practice now because he lives on campus, you know, in college. Mm -hmm. He's learning, you know, sometimes his room is not the best because of the roommate, but, you know, yeah. it is what it is. So, you know, I've been that roommate. <laughs> so how do you, how have you been teaching um, Baran and your children how to be advocates as it, as it relates to using their voices for things that matter in the community that have an impact on their city resources? For example, you know, if you're having an issue with your trash being picked up and mm -hmm. you're saying, how, what do you do about that? How do you um, teach them to be advocates, you know, for making sure their voices are heard in the city? I think we've not really had issues for us to, you know, like give them the experience with things like that, but we absolutely have had um, city policy issues that we cared about. Um, for example, when they were talking about raising all of the houses in Summerhill because, you know, they were in a flood line. Like, this lady's house has never been flooded. Do you remember that a couple of years ago? 
when the students from Quilombo and I think some kids from his school were able to go and participate, you know, in a news conference, those kinds of things, whenever we can, like we're very much wanting them to see that your presence matters. So I don't know, I haven't had many, many complaints, but definitely opportunities where they can go and participate in some civic um, exercise of, of their rights and their opinions is, is something that I, I think, I hope when they get older, it, it will be a part of them. How about you, Veron? How has that experience been for you? As far as your mom's lessons on the topic? It's been interesting. Like, I didn't really, like, before I then, I guess, I didn't really know too much about, like, the whole situation until, like, I actually got a little older and they explained it to me. But, um, uh, before I didn't really think that that, like, presence, I guess, made too much of a difference until, you know, I actually went out it did it myself, I guess. Like, oh! That <laughs> <laughs> matters. What about you? How has the process been for you with our conversations about you being an advocate and knowing how to use your voice in the community? Make sure your voice is heard. I mean, I think... Wait, I said we're done. How has it felt for you as far as our process is concerned for the lessons you've learned in our home about how to use your voice to be an advocate in the city as far as resources is concerned? Like, it has maybe, you know, it, could, it doesn't have to be about trash. It could right. be about the fact that they're building family dollars up every 15 miles, you know, on Cascade Road. <laughs> I definitely think, uh, I think one of the lessons that I learned from you is always, always being like observant and like seeing what, like what's happening around your community. Cause like you said, definitely like there's like certain businesses that are being more popular than others that are constantly being built. So definitely been taking, uh, just, just to think of what's going on and if, you know, why it's, it's or why it's happening and also expressing, you know, to, you know, the community or to your city that, Hey, you know, you might not like this or, well, you know, just want to understand or, I guess get a sense of it too. Yeah, we try to have conversations. Um, my background is a little different because my undergrad is in architecture and my master's is in planning. So my conversations with him is a little different than no. some other parents might be. You know, so I'm always, you know, we're having conversations right. about an NPU or neighborhood planning unit and who to talk to, you know, if you have an issue with something. And what I've learned is oftentimes with those neighborhood conversations a lot of our community members are not showing up but we have right. we have complaints about the results you know if they decide to tear down our local you know basketball court or you know there's a coffee shop that comes up in town that is owned by someone who's totally new to the community or doesn't live there we are complaining but we haven't been a part of the conversation you know along the line that, that when they're asking you know what type of businesses is this community looking for you know, doing demographic surveys and the census comes in to do whatever they do, you know, we're not necessarily giving our voices back. Mm -hmm. And I try to make sure that he knows that if you don't speak up, you don't know, you know, you don't have a voice and what happens in your community, you're left out, you know, so we try to make sure we have those conversations often and make sure he pays attention to what businesses are available in your neighborhood so he can understand where did this come from? You know, why is there a check mm -hmm. cash? Why is there a check cashing place, a wings place, and 
a nail shop than a Walmart? Why is that always repetitive, you know? And there's a reason mm-hmm. for that when it comes to neighborhood planning. So I try to make sure that he starts, you know, looking at that. Thing. Oh yeah, it's, it's absolutely, you know, like demographic studies. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, I think because of uh, recent developments, I think we're probably hopeful anyway that we're going to see more civic involvement because you know a lot of the MPUs have had to broadcast you know through Zoom and if you're going to make it available to people in their homes so that they can attend these meetings like there's no way that you can say well you absolutely are required to show up to three of these meetings in person that's kind of difficult for somebody like me who when you have your meeting at seven o'clock that's when i'm trying to make sure dinner is done things are you know like that's difficult i it might be better for me if you had it on a saturday but if you had it as a a zoom meeting now i can show up now my children can attend the meeting and, and we can watch it during dinner so i think that's the kind of thing that I'm, I'm expecting, honestly, moving forward, is that we will have um, better options for engagement. Yeah, I appreciate that. And now, Keetra and I were having a conversation, you know, before about one of the reasons why I wanted her as a guest for this particular topic. And our guests might, some guests that are, li- I mean, listeners that are listening might remember when Keetra was advocating for people to buy their homes in our neighborhood and to buy up the homes in our neighborhood. Because mm-hmm. gentrification is real, you know, and the, the impact of gentrification yeah. means someone's going to be displaced. Somebody's yeah. family is going to be broken up. So I appreciate you for doing that and encouraging families, you know, to become homeowners. Right. I'm invested in their neighborhood, you know, so... Hopefully our listeners, wherever you live, you are invested and, you know. Well, thank you. You know, I kind of felt like, you know, I I really appreciate that. Because um, during that time, I felt like I was, you know, trying to tell everybody, like, the sky is falling. You're like, mm, not right now. I don't want to live there. It's not going to be whatever. And now look. <laughs> now look. And, and, and I'm very much not interested in the, I should have lived. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't. I do yeah. not. You want to talk about, you want to come by up a block? Let's talk. Don't tell me how I should have listened to you. I already know that. I knew that then. I appreciate that. And I've learned, you know, being a homeowner myself, you know, the benefits of owning your home. The difference in your voice in the community being a homeowner versus a renter. Yes. I appreciate that. But the next question is, have you all begun a discussion about what skills exist within your family network? Yes. Yes, we definitely have. Um, Do you want to take that one? Oh, sure. Okay, so I have like just a just a little story, right? So uh, when I was building this game, it was it was a little passion project for my kids. A little passion project. And before you continue, I just want our listeners to know he's wearing an Atari shirt, which is super classic. <laughs> we want to big you up for that. Yeah, sit up so they can see it. Yes. <laughs> that was my classic game system when I was younger. I didn't actually plan that. I just chose it out. That's just your life. It's just the life of a gamer. So we appreciate that. That's his life. <laughs> we like right, you. Right. So thank you. Sorry for interrupting you. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so uh, I was 
I was banking this game and uh, I needed a little asset from, you know, anybody anyway. Like I wanted to like, in the background of the stage, I wanted like fireworks and I couldn't find any anywhere. And so I asked my dad and, and I, he made it for me. And I didn't actually know that he could he could do that <laughs> until I asked him. How old were you? I was 10. 10. Wow. So just just for me, who got you into design? Please, please. You. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know, give me my flowers now, right now. That's right. When he was nine years old, you know, when you were nine, that's when you started designing games. Oh, excuse me, he was eight. When he was eight, he started designing games because, because, because why? Because you. Yes, because I told you what. I said you couldn't days. play them unless you what? Uh, That's right. I told him he could not play games unless he made games. If you want to play these games, make these games. Make the games. Because my plan is, I'm not, can we curse? We can't curse? We can't curse. Okay, we won't curse. It's fine if you want to curse. I won't curse. I can edit myself. It's cool. If you're going to play these games, you're gonna make these games and we're gonna sell these games later. See? That this is my plan. I'm like, oh, you're you wanna do some stuff, you wanna consume something? Go ahead, enjoy it, have a great time, and you're gonna make it, and then we're gonna sell it. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And that's very similar to a conversation I've had with my son, because he mm -hmm. knows how to code and all that stuff, and I was just telling yep. him. It's very important to be on the other side of the, the the thing when it comes to gaming. You know, everybody's loving to play games and all that kind of stuff. But if you learn how to build them, it's completely different. Side of the coin. So, do you have anything you want to add to that? As far as your family's, re, you know, the network, um, the discussion we've had, or anything. Kind of the same all along the lines of what was Brown saying. Uh, I was. Because I'm, uh, I'm a painter and also a drawer, mm -hmm. and so I was trying to uh, find a way of how to uh, shade a different figure that I was trying to do. And I went to my mom about mm -hmm. it. She showed me different drawings that she's done, and I was like, "Well, she's never told me that she used to, <laughs> you know, really draw the way that you know, just draw in general." So it kind of so that in terms of like doing more art, I would sometimes go to her about you know different lighting and different shades and different things like that. Yeah, the thing mm -hmm. is, oftentimes in our families, we forget that our families are real people. We made up of real people, and sometimes when we're thinking about a network, we're thinking right. people outside right. of the home, you know. And so sometimes, you know, our children don't think mm -hmm. that we have skills, and they're thinking like, "Well, there's no way my dad knows how to, to build fireworks. Like, what in the world?" And then you find out your dad can do it, you know. So it's important for us to check with our families first when we're talking about resources and networks, you know, right out of our homes. All right, so how does your family approach the topic of utilizing the skills in your network? I know that you talked about your dad and, mm -hmm. you know, you taught him about gaming, but, you know, when you identify those people and, you know, what their skills are, what is the conversation like about actually using 
those people's resource, those net, the network? Um, I would say right now, a lot of the skill utilization is kind of guided. So for example, he attends a school, the, the children are, are all there and they have money to, to buy stuff. Not a lot of stuff, but they, they have open campus lunch. And, you know, there have been times where I'm like, look, I have these cakes or I have these pies and you're going to sell them at school. And, and Baron sometimes can be pretty shy or quiet, you know, and he's, he's more like he has lots of opinions and lots of things to say, but he's not necessarily um, like the first one to speak up. And I feel like I sh you shouldn't hear me say this, but I'll, I'll let you in on it. It's not for whatever the money it is that he's gonna make selling like 10 pies, whatever. You know, it's, it's a good experience for him, but more so it's putting him in a position or him putting himself, that's better. Him putting himself in a position where he is engaging with others so that he can get comfortable with, you know, being someone that has something that other people value. It's, it, is, it is absolutely an exercise in his, his, his uh, I don't know, his, his mental state, his way of being, the way he feels about himself. Like, I'm really hoping that these moments help him remember like hey i know how to do that this is not scary people some people will say yes some people will say no but somebody said yes and i came home with this as a result of my effort this is really what i care about love that how what was that like for you Baron? with the process of having to sell to your mom's cakes or whatever the product was um start off very very nervous I uh, didn't really want to do it at all like I'm pretty sure when I started I didn't even like have the basket like open to display yes like it was all it was shut and I was just like walking around and I was like so my plan was I was just gonna go to like the people who I knew were like really hungry at the time and I was just gonna, like <laughs> hey I have this this food here you want it but like Lenny on Good Times, I'm gonna age myself. You remember that dude who was like, hey, I'm Lenny. Like that was Baran with a basket of delicious pies and no words. And Baran said, no, you're gonna open the basket <laughs> and we're gonna make sure that everybody knows that you have food to sell. And I did and pretty much everybody who wasn't in class found out about the delicious things in Baron's basket. Oh. Uh, I made decent money. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to add as a small footnote, do you get to keep all that decent money? No. What? You don't get to keep all the money? Why? Because I didn't make the product. Oh, you didn't make the product. <laughs> so then you have to do what with this money? How much of it? Most of it. Yeah. Yeah. But Corke, why? Because. Because that's 
that's business. Until you make it yourself, until you get in control of your supply chain, you didn't actually earn all that money. And so some people might be like, oh, you, why are you taking the money from your baby? Uh, because the baby didn't make this money. The baby didn't make the pie, the baby didn't make the cake, and the baby doesn't get all the money. No, that's, that's, no. <laughs> Life lessons, this is so real. And I'm laughing, I know that you, you've noticed me looking over at my face, because as a baker, I have definitely tried the same thing with him, and yes, not successful at all, at all. With me saying, you know, on campus, you could be selling pies, you could be selling, mm -hmm. you know, cakes, brownies, whatever. And it's easy money because people are always hungry. And yes. young adults love to eat sweets, you know? So yes. I hope you take the example from Baran to see that it can work. And, um, so I like to offer the feast this, this understanding of entrepreneurship. Well, let me just ask, are, are you planning on, are you an entrepreneur? Hey, I plan to become an entrepreneur. Okay. So if you ask me, who are the kids that are going to make it as entrepreneurs in high school? If, if I just had like, I don't know, 20 minutes. I don't even need 20 minutes. If I had two minutes in a classroom with random kids in a random, you know, city school, I'm going to find out who's the kid who sells candy. That's it. That's why I invest in it, because that's my entrepreneur. Because they already understand supply and understand the supply and demand. They already are willing to take risks because they're not supposed to be doing it. And you know, like they understand their clientele because they could sell butterscotch candy, but they're gonna make more. They sell takis. They understand. So when you look at children young adults in college who have like a full canteen in their room, they're doing exactly what Uber Eats is doing. They're making it convenient. No one wants to leave. They want it right there. They can go and knock on your door. Oh, the feast has, you know, gluten-free, whatever. Oh, the feast has whatever. Like it, it literally is you connecting with your, your customer base developing a relationship with them, getting their feedback one-on-one, -on -one, and hopefully paying for your tuition or something like that. Buying your mother a very nice gift. Yeah. Card. <laughs> you receive that? Do you receive her advice? Yeah, yes, I do. Okay. All right. Want to take our last question? Our last question is, is there any advice that you would like to give on uh, the topics that we discussed or anything that we haven't touched on? Uh, nothing specifically, but definitely I would encourage any parents listening to take advantage of every absolute opportunity to connect with your children. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it might seem like uh, having having dinner together is not a big deal, or it's such an effort to get everybody to come to the table at once. It's a big deal because it is a big deal. You know, it, you're saying, hey, I want to connect with you. Here's an opportunity, you know, for us to, at our house, we go around the table and we ask, like, hey, you know, what are you happy and grateful for? We don't talk about the news. We don't complain about presidents. <laughs> we don't do any of that. It's, it's a moment to check in with each other. 
and you know sometimes be annoyed at eating sounds but whatever you know (laughs) (laughs) it's really important you want to say something some last words any advice and think about our listeners we got young men who have been listening to you maybe they're you know budding gamers or uh yeah do you you want to connect with some gamers some people who he doesn't know why not okay oh so (laughs) since he's not going to say it i'll say it for him if anyone listening has a young person that is a gamer someone who likes to write uh what do you call the story? It's just a story. Just a story. Who likes to write stories? I personally, I personally really want to see more collaboration um, from young people in our community creating um, anime that looks like them. Mm. I want to see some more brown anime faces. I really do. And please. Please, we, we want to see more of that. I like that. How about you? Any advice you'd like to offer that we haven't touched on? Just stay focused on what you got going on. Definitely like Ron, like you said, definitely if that's, you know, you want to make video games, definitely be, take the courage to make them. Definitely uh, be confident in your work and also mm-hmm. uh, put your, always put your best foot forward. Yeah. And I would say, you know, with this topic, we were talking about city resources. I would make sure that everyone is aware of where mm-hmm. city resources are available in your city and make sure that you're taking advantage of them. Because oftentimes there's a list of city resources that whoever, you know, whatever committee within the city you know, planning department has come up with mm-hmm. and people are not using them. And so they end up being, you know, taken out of the list because they're not being used or replaced with something right. else, you know, so. I would say make sure that you're aware of what is being offered, what's available, and start taking advantage of it. You know, because if you live in a city and that stuff is there for you, it's resources that you should have access to. So I would definitely do that. And we want to thank you all for being here. This has been an excellent conversation. I'm grateful to see Baran. You're growing. Your hair looks great. You guys, your hair looks great. (laughs) I've heard great things about the life school. I have a couple of friends that have their children there. So... We want to thank the life school and that community as well for educating our children and you know mm-hmm. creating entrepreneurs and great thinkers and offering a space where our children can grow in a, in a comfortable environment just right. like we mentioned quilombo as well we always want to support that school for doing yay quilombo absolutely we both have quilombo alumni yeah Samperon. <laughs> so we want to thank them as well and this has been another episode of Between Us and Y'all. We want to thank you all for being here, Baron and Petra. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. As we part, we always encourage our guests to work hard, pray hard, love hard, and definitely spend some time together playing hard. Thank you guys for being here. All right. Hi. Thank you. All right. All right. All right.